Hello, welcome to Cats Got Your Tongue, the podcast in association with Cats Protection. I'm your host, Adam Brown, and of course, I am a huge cat lover and a very, very proud cat dad as well. Uh, now, this podcast, as you will have guessed, is all about cats, and we have got celebrity guests talking about their cats. We've got stories about funny felines, and we're going to solve your cat dilemmas as well on Cats Got Your Tongue. Now, as much as I love cats, there is still loads that I don't know about cats and I'm learning about my cat and cats in general every day. And we're lucky that every week on this podcast, we're joined by our cat expert, Nikki from Cats Protection. Hiya, Nikki. Hello. Hiya. You right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be back again with another episode. Definitely, definitely. Can't get enough of the cats. Um, I've had a little, not a, not a dilemma of my own, but something, some behaviour that I've noticed with, uh, with my cat, Ruby, recently. Hmm. Um, she started uh, biting me a little bit. Oh right! Not What's not the circumstances. So it's very good natured biting, I think. So like she'll jump up for usual cuddles and strokes and stuff, and I'll be I usually like stroke her under the chin, and she loves that. And then if I stop, she'll headbutt me on on the hand for more, and then eventually she'll just give me a very tiny little this little like a little nip like like a little love bite. I hope it's that. Is it a love bite? <laughs> if it's in that circumstance of like, you know, she's wanting more attention, that's what the underlying motivation is, then yeah, we'd probably kind of class it as a bit more of a love bite. That said, it's still not fun, particularly if she were to escalate it. So I would probably just try and get in there and give her some more fuss before she then says, come on, I really do want some more fuss. Yeah, yeah. And she does, I've noticed as well sometimes, I don't know if this is around, it's generally sometimes I'm in the kitchen cooking and she's starting to sort of nip at my legs a little bit now and again just not getting it it's never aggressive it's just almost it's quite playful um and but, is she wanting to be fed or is she wanting to fuss for attention or be played with like what do you think she's asking for i think it's attention i, th- I think i think it's just fuss it might be i think it's i think it's, it generally seems to happen when i've just got back in you know if i've been yeah. out at work or whatever so maybe she's just missed me uh, yeah well i'm sure she probably has missed you and that respects and it, you're gonna have to delay cooking a little bit i reckon or put something in the oven and then like super quick and then just go back to her and be like right give her proper here's your attention fuss her and then hopefully when you go back to cooking she'll then leave you alone because she'll feel satisfied it's, it's, it's just, I just i love this we have to change our whole thing <laughs> delayed having your tea just so the cat doesn't you know just give her some attention before you start just give her having, some attention yeah yeah she's I, only gonna bug you otherwise th- this is it i know yeah and it, but again it's you, it's never it's, it's never aggressive it's just it's very and i, I was hoping you're going to say it's love bites yeah, because yeah. well, the alternative, if you don't give a fuss straight away, is that you've got to start cooking with some boots on so that when she doesn't nip the ankles, you don't feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't address the underlying issue of the fact that she wants some attention. And if she gets it, you know, as soon as you get in, then then she'll probably just go off and do her thing after that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll give that a try. Uh, and as always, uh, Nikki is on hand to answer any questions that you might have. So maybe your cat, you know, is showing certain behaviours or there's something you've always wanted to know about cats or the world of cats. You can get in touch uh, give us a shout, pod at cats.org.uk. We also want to hear your funny stories as well, because let's face it, who doesn't love a funny cat story? And cat-related dilemmas, uh, your cat's tales. We're going to be going through some more of those that you've sent in a little bit later on with our very special guest, talking of which I think we should get her in. So, as always, each week on Cats Got Your Tongue, I'm joined by a very special guest who, like me, absolutely adores cats in my case and probably in our guest case more than humans uh, joining us today is someone who you might remember from the great british bake-off she's written her own cookbook since then it's kim joy hewlett hello how are you hey 
I'm good. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, are you excited about the opportunity just to talk about cats for the next couple of minutes or so? It's like one of my favourite topics amongst baking and baking and talking about cats. My cat Inky over here has joined me. He's oh. uh, excited to be the topic of conversation. I mean, I think he actually is because when I talk to, because I was saying before, we've got like loads of builders in. And when I chat to all the tradespeople and builders, Inky will come up and he'll meow super loud. It's like he's like, mm, why are you talking to them and not me? And he wants to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I suppose a good place to start then, Kim Joy, as we always do on Cats Got Your Tongue is. For you to tell us about your journey with cats, have you always been a cat lover? Have you had cats since being younger? And then ultimately tell us about your current cat situation. Yeah, I like the phrase cat situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good phrase. Um, I have always loved cats. And in a way, it's almost like I've always loved cats kind of from afar. Because I, uh, we did, I did have a cat, um, well, I grew up in Belgium and we had a cat called Caramel, but I don't really remember very much. And then when I was older, I convinced my mum to get a cat who was called P Pixel. Um, but I feel like I never quite knew how to interact with cats. And I felt like, I, it, I don't know, it's weird. I was like nervous that I didn't know how to interact with them, but I loved them. And then when we got our cats, Inky and Mochi, um I that that was that I mean I was like we have to have cats and we got these two boys um from rescue place um and we um that was just it I was like I can interact with them now and uh because I I love googling things so I google everything about cats just everything every question I'm like what does this mean and I'll find out about it yeah I've always, I just love cats they're amazing so Inky and Mochi then tell us uh, a little bit more about them yeah, so Inky, so we got them both together and they're litter mates and they're either brothers or uncle and nephew. I'm not sure which because I think there was a, like a daughter and mum cat who both had a litter at the same time. So they're all together. Um, and um, we got them when they were kittens and they're both, because uh, you know, some kittens you get them and then they uh, kind of hide away. Like when I, when we had Pixel, like she was really, um, timid cat and wanted to hide away but when we got Inky and Mochi because the lady from I think Lee's Cat Rescue came and brought them to our house and she was I was like oh do we need to keep them in one room for a bit and she was like nah <laughs> and they just like wanted to explore the whole house straight away so they're adventure cats they want to know everything that's going on they want to be picked up I mean they're both completely really different and I was laughing with a friend because I feel like this is a thing where you, when you have two cats, they often come in a cat, like a combo. So there's always like the this, this skinny one who's really loud. And then like Mochi is the bigger cat who's a bit like more chill and wants to eat. And um, yeah, so they've kind of got their very distinct personalities. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Like, Nick, <laughs> Nikki, you know, when you get like uh, cats in, in pairs or duos or whatever, is, do, yeah. do you find that cats will often find their role within that sort of dynamic? I guess so, but I think mostly it comes down to personality types, as Kim Joy said. Like they, they're all complete individuals. And I think one thing that's really interesting is that, uh, which not many people know, is that um, they can have different fathers um, for the same litter, and yeah. they can have as many fathers as there are kittens. So... Yeah, I found this out recently, and that's so bonkers. It, so actually, it just... they could be brothers but they could also be half 
brothers or uncle and nephew or half yeah yeah i know exactly <laughs> and that'll affect their personalities as well depending on the personalities of the fathers yeah. so it's super interesting how you because you know everything to know about cats and i'm always really fascinated about why cats are a certain way so yeah that's really cool so uh, how old are how old are the cats kim joe do you know they are about, I think me and Nadir were talking about the other day, because we got them at the end of, it was just before lockdown, and it was non, almost Christmas time, and I think they're about four years, almost four years old now, but it just doesn't feel like it, and obviously they're still like babies in my head, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ever call them the kittens or the boys, kitten boys. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they, they never stop being babies though, do they? Do you know what I mean? In our eyes, like, it could, no matter what age, it's still the, the babies. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, we know you from being, a, you know, a, a baker and, you know, someone who's very, very well experienced in the kitchen. Um, do you give the cats anything special? Are they quite fussy when it comes to food? They can be a bit fussy. Um, we do like Royal Cannon food mostly. Um, but then we always call it McDonald's if we run out of food and then we get something like just random from the corner shop and it's like their <laughs> McDonald's because it's not like as nutritionally balanced that I think they quite enjoy a little bit of a change of food. I don't know, they are a bit fickle because sometimes they'll just suddenly not be as into what they're having um, and I've got to keep an eye on them because Mochi will try to eat some of Inky's food um, and they yeah I think they've got a good appetite because they're very active and adventurous. Well I and think it's something that you know a lot of cat owners kind of struggle with um, you know food and getting it right and getting the balance right and, and making sure that you're giving the cat the right amount and not too much and not too little and it's it's quite difficult yeah. I think isn't it for a cat owner to know if we're getting it right or not so Nikki, I think, yeah. you know, it'd be good for you to kind of give us a bit of insight on this because like Kim Joy said, you know, cats can seem quite fickle. They're into something one minute and they don't like something else. And I think my cat, Ruby, she quite likes anything that's like a novelty. Like when we had um, uh, another cat, you know, she'd often try and take her food or she had like a specialist dietary food and Ruby was desperately trying to get that. And I'm like, that's not really meant for you. Like, what are you doing? So like, can you help out? Maybe this put someone listening now who's kind of, at a bit of a loss as to if they're getting it right with the cat. Can you give us some kind of insight into what we should be doing in terms of food? The best thing to do would be to speak to the um, vet practice staff, just because they will be the best people placed to talk about cat diets, particularly because they'll know your cat's lifestyle, their age, um, and any sort of any particular medical problems as to whether they need a particular prescription diet, for example. And they can really help. I mean, there's weight, uh, weight loss clinics run by the vet nurses and they're brilliant. Um, and they can literally take you through like a kind of a weight loss program if it's required. And um, and also just like to sort of work it out with packaging, because I have to admit, like it is hard, particularly if we're doing like wet food and dry food. And it's trying to get that balance together and be like, right, it's this much of this food and this much of that food. Well, it's easier if you're on one type. Um, but then you know, it's about working out how much a cat needs within a 24 hour period and then get feeding them little and often through that throughout that day. Um to keep the weight sort of stable or weight loss if it's required. So yeah, definitely call upon the experts, I'd say. And what about treats as well? Because, you know, 
it's hard to resist, isn't it? If your cat comes up to you and gives you the look, like you, you do want to just give them a few dreamies or whatever, don't you? Or, you know, they, like, all, they all love dreamies as yeah. well. Do you know what? I have to say, when it comes to treats, they're really useful as a training tool. So I do use treats quite a bit. Um, and my cat's clicker train. So that's that's what I'm using it for. The main thing is to then adjust the amount of food they get that day. So they're not, you know, it's, it's taking into the total calories, if you like. And yeah. then uh, adjusting it. I don't know if uh, if either of you guys find this, but like my cat now knows where the treats are kept. So like I have them in a special kind of well, this is how sad I am. But a special sort of like personalised kind of uh, jar where the dreams will go in. But she knows that that's on top of the fridge. So whenever I go near the fridge, she's straight. She's straight there. So she's making that association. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I need to change that up a little bit. I, I don't know because I feel like every single time I go to the fridge, she's thinking, "Oh, it's treat time," and I'm like. Uh, no it's not like you can't have them every single time is anything with that nikki is that is that a thing that is definitely a thing cats are really intelligent um as we all know and um and they're really smart to learn like uh, make those associations between where the treats are kept so if you were to move it to a new location they'll they'll figure that out super quickly but it's probably worth doing to save you like tripping over the cat on the way to the fridge yeah. and also putting it somewhere that it's you're less likely to go to frequently to save that expectation on the cat's part of things. So, but yeah, they're just amazing, aren't they? Yeah, but, I, I, but and she is very intrigued by my food as well. Whenever I make my, my dinner or my tea, she's obviously straight there and she's, you know, trying to analyze it and she thinks it's hers. So yeah, I mean, I, and I am, I definitely am feeding her enough. She, she definitely gets enough, but I, I suppose more, some cats are just more food kind of driven than others. Yeah, definitely. And they all vary. Um, so yeah, some are definitely more food driven or motivated than others, and others it's like you say they're really fussy or they just really you you struggle to get them to eat. So um, there's tricks of the trade and yeah. <laughs> how to encourage a cat to eat, but definitely little and often it's like how biologically they're designed to eat. Yeah, my cat's also grain free now as well, so that 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 just means that obviously she doesn't react well to grains, and it means that the biscuits are about three times more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but she's worth it. Um, so I mentioned there, Kim Joy, that I've got um, a little treat jar that's personalised for my cat. And I think that as cat owners, we do tend to do ridiculous things to treat our cats, to appease our cats. Uh, and I feel like you might you might do this. I, I just got a hunch that you might be one of these kind of cat owners that oh, yeah. will do anything <laughs> for your cat. So tell us about something ridiculous or maybe have you spent far too much money on your cat at some point? Oh, totally. I mean, I think, uh, like you were saying, it's like they're so intuitive because they make all these connections and associations with what equals food that it feels like they're psychic because it's that like they know. So Inky is um, we like avoid it because dairy is not good for cats, um, but he is obsessed with cream and he's obsessed with cheese. Um, and he will know before, so usually my partner and Nabil like make pasta or something, but he'll know cheese is coming out before he even like gets the cheese out. He's just making pasta and Inky knows that that's cheese. Or if Nabil's eating anything, it's weird because he does it more with Nabil than me. I don't know if that means like he's more soft than me, um, but I think I'm, I don't know. Um, but he'll he'll just stare, he'll sit there and stare at Nabil whilst he's like eating ice cream or even anything in a bowl. He'll think it's because he eats fruit with cream often. And Inky will think, oh, that's that's for me. But not if I do it, um, which is strange. <laughs> I don't think they try as hard with me because I'm so like, sometimes I'm so zoned out 
I don't even notice. It's like also in the morning, um, because we've been sleeping downstairs because of renovation, uh, they never used to wake us up before in the morning. It was amazing. So they just let us sleep in. But since we started sleeping downstairs, it's right by the food. So Inky the other night, uh, he was meowing uh, right into Nabil's ear to wake him up. But he doesn't do that to me. And that I find that really weird. He's never tried. or he Maybe he has tried. And because I'm such a deep sleeper, I don't react as much. But that's it's really interesting Nikki, you probably know, like, how, how come they respond differently to different people in, in that way? I've probably gone off track. With no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You've actually hit the nail on the head in the fact that if you respond to it and they succeed, then it's a successful behaviour and they're going to try again next time. Whereas if they don't get the reaction they wanted, then, then they're like, oh. And particularly yeah. if one person it is working and the other one it's not. So I had the same thing where the cat will actually walk around my side of the bed and then you go around to my husband and wake him up because he will get out of bed for the cat. Whereas I'm like, nope, I'm sleeping. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting out of bed for anybody. It's so clever. Well, it's so feels, clever. It feels like puts the covers over his head now. Like, and it's like, no, I'm not getting up because I don't want to encourage that behavior. But because I find it's like, you know, it's interesting because even if you respond to it, I suppose, one time out of yeah. 10 times, they know. They <laughs> yeah. And if you do it one out of 10, it's like a slot machine mentality of the fact that it makes it even more rewarding. And then it's just like, oh, whereas yeah. if you did it every single time consistently, it wouldn't be as exciting. And then they're all gunning for that, that one time that it works. <laughs> That's yeah. the most cat thing it. ever, that, isn't it? That's such a, yeah, I can just visualize it's that. No thing. They're so smart. And Inky is, is great because he goes to Nabil for food, but he actually comes to me for cuddles, which is it because people always think, oh, cats, you know, like if you feed them, then you get the cuddles. But it's not, it doesn't work that way with us. It's like Inky will only cuddle me. I can literally like tuck him in bed and they'll sleep there under the covers with me until oh. I start moving around, then he'll go to my feet. That's perfect, <laughs> MJ. Like none of the work and all the reward. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? So so are you the favourite? Because I think, you know, in let's face it, in most households there is a, there is a oh. favourite. I, I mean, like just Kim Jo's got a big smile on her face currently, so I imagine that you are the favourite. I mean, with Inky, I think I'm the favourite for cuddles, for definite. And with Mochi, he does this. I think he's more, slightly more even, but I think he does lean towards more Nabil because he's very food driven. And the vet did say he needs to lose weight as well. So we've actually got calorie controlled biscuits and stuff. Um, but he does this thing sometimes. It's like he, he he almost tries to split his attention between us both, which is really sweet. Like he'll come, like look at us both. We'll be sat on different chairs watching TV, and then he'll uh, eventually make a decision and he'll jump up and sit on me. But then quickly, maybe he'll be looking at him, and then I'll jump back down and sit on the bill, <laughs> and vice versa. But I think it tends to be more. Do you, do you ever do that thing when there's that dynamic going on and you know the cat's about to make a decision and um, you're desperate for the cat to choose you and you start sort of like <laughs> tapping your knee, come on, come on, you tap it and then suddenly yeah. it becomes like a, the other person's tapping their knee and then if you win, it's like, yes, it's a victory. Yeah. Yeah. It does you feel like a win though, that. doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? I was going, oh, well, it's, I've obviously won there, sorry. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, basically it's like you start tapping your knee so much, it's like you start playing a tune. You're, just, you're doing anything possible for the cat to come over and choose you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's intriguing, isn't it? Really, I think when it comes to favourites again, Nikki, is that just uh, about who the cat has more success with? I suppose in terms of food and attention. But I also think it is also who who they're most bonded to as well. So um, I'm sure I said before, but um, when I went backpacking for six months, my parents looked after the cat for 
well for that time but then when I returned and he was sat in the middle of the lounge and we both called him at the same time but he came over to me and I was like that is love like I've not been here for six months he's come straight over I was like our bond is our bond is real (laughs) yeah I'd have felt so smug in that situation as well I really did I'm not gonna lie I really did (laughs) I could tell by the way you told that story then Nikki um uh, so let's talk a little bit more um, about your cats, Kim Jo. You mentioned that um, yeah. one of your cats is on a calorie-controlled diet at the minute, and obviously we mentioned food. But when it comes to sort of you know stimulation and and and, and playtime with the cats, what do your cats like to do? So Inky is uh, our friend's um, cat sitted for us, and she made all these little pom poms. Um, and Inky one day got one of the pom poms off the. Plants, and ever since then he loves like chasing. He like knock the pom pom, run after it. That like they're both super active cats, um, and they just love to play. And they're really energetic. Kind of, it's like they still got that kitten kind of energy about him. Um, so yeah, he'll do that, um, and then he likes playing with a string. But they also like they love going outside. Um, so that's that keeps them entertains doing whatever they do. Nikki, you know, um, when it comes to sort of, um, you know, playtime with cats, and obviously if a cat has got, you know, um, an issue, maybe it's been slightly overweight, is that something that can help alongside that kind of, you know, specialised diet, which is going to be recommended through the vet? Having that, you know, it's almost like exercise, I suppose, isn't it, really? Is that something which which is kind of meant to go hand in hand with the, with the controlled diet as well? Definitely. And I think it's one of those areas that people really struggle with because they're like, well, if my dog was overweight, I could just take it out for a walk or more mm. walks. Mm-hmm. And you don't walk the cats, automatically people think, oh, what can I do? But as Kim Joy said, that, you know, it's all those fun interactive games that really get them sort of jumping about or, or um and it's, and stimulates their brain as well. But the main thing with an overweight cat is just to make sure that you do it at a level that they can cope with, uh, that's interesting for them, and that you're not kind of um pushing it too much because you want to don't put too much pressure on that heart so um it's with weight loss anyway for the cats the good news it has to be like little and often and just super gradual we don't want any crash diets or anything for cats so yeah, yeah. and the and the um, activity level needs to be yeah similar for the weight that they are as well yeah the cat doesn't need a pt essentially is what, that's what you're saying <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i mean to be fair the, the owner's going to be the pt so yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> but just just like not one of those one really harsh ones that's going to uh going to shout at you on tiktok no, because as you know, as we all know with cats, like that's never going to work. Is it? The cat would just yeah. leave the room, like I'm out of here, checking yeah. out. Bye. Yeah. Cats would hate PTs, basically. <laughs> just like, they no, really I'm not doing would. that, mate. I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, they'd so, be like, no, you've got to make this fun for me. Like, what's in it for me? Make this work for me. Yeah. Um, so, Kim Joy, uh, when it comes to nicknames for your cats, um, as like most cat owners, have the names then kind of evolved and progressed into completely nonsensical nicknames oh yeah i mean they're probably like really embarrassing to say no honestly this is the podcast to reveal that because we're all in the same boat i think we all yeah we all do it it's like inky becomes inkleton mr inkleton mr slinky slinks um and there's lots more mochi for some reason we call him poochie um and then pooch like like a dog i don't know why (laughs) pooch poochie Mr. Pooch, um, and then the boys, we often call them the kitten boys. Yeah. Um, but loads of, loads of, those are the main, main names, yeah. really. Because Inky is like slinky. He'll, he's like, 
will try trip you up all the time because he's just there all the time. And yeah. The thing is though, Kim Joy, is that you don't even need to explain them names, even though they make no um, sense. I, I'm sense. completely on board with it because yeah, we're yeah. all the same when it comes to uh, nicknames for our cats. Um, and then in terms of like, you know, communicating with them, I think that again, something that we've established very, very quickly on Cats Got Your Tongue is that as cat owners, we do tend to communicate with our cats using a different voice to the voice that we might kind of yeah. communicate with humans. Uh, so give us a little insight into, have you got like a little, like a cat voice that you use around your cats? Oh, definitely. It's like so much, I guess it's the same as how you talk to like a small, like a really, like a baby or something. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's how, but they actually do respond better when you talk. Like if I talk to them like this, like, hello, Inky, how was, how's your day been? They're thinking, respond, but I just go, no, ah, you're so cute, and stuff like that all the time. Um, <laughs> like I actually do say every single day, aren't they so cute? And it's like my favourite topic. Like when the bill comes home, my main questions I'll ask him is, "Do you love your kittens?" That's like one of my things I like to say. <laughs> and I know the answer. I just like asking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I'm completely on board with that. I, I think that when I'm, uh, you know, alone with with my cat, I, I just that's the only voice that I use is this kind of yeah. ridiculous, absolutely, you know, yeah. I mean, it's so different to the, the way I am in everyday life. I'm just I'm so again, it, it, but I, I do feel like they do respond. My cat does respond more to that voice than my normal voice. I mean, is that a yeah. thing, Nikki, or is that just because I've used, I'm using that voice more often around the cat? I don't know. They respond to like the higher pitches that we use when we speak to cats, um, for sure. And then also they, because of how clever they are in their learning, they do learn that that voice is for them. So they can differentiate it so between normal speech. Um, they sort of, normally they're not involved in that. So they would just filter that out. And as soon as you use the voice, they're just like, oh, I'm up. What's this about? And then, you know, especially for a cat that's food motivated, they're like, might be able to get fed. Yeah. I use, um, I actually copy my cat's voice, which is even more ridiculous because... <laughs> He's he's like a massive black cat and he looks really kind of like, you know, like a little panther, um, but he's got the highest pitched voice ever. And so on my drive in front of actual public, I'll be like, because <laughs> that's what he sounds like. He just does <laughs> and I do it back to him and then he does it back to me. And then we're just like on the drive going like that. Silly. And then I think lots of people call their cats either like the boy or the girl and kitten because I've done the same as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's nice to know that, you know, that like, it, there's, there's a little bit of science behind it, so you don't feel quite as daft, do you? Like, you know, yeah. you go, actually, and you know. we're all doing it. Yeah. We're all doing it. This is it. Yeah, this is, and, and it I always think, like, when we get people on this podcast and guests, and initially they're just a bit like, uh, yeah, I do, like, a weird voice. And I'm like, no, it's fine. We all do the weird voice. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, a couple more questions for you, Kim Joy, before we move on to uh, our second section. Um, obviously... As I mentioned earlier, uh, you were on the Great British Bake Off and, you know, you're uh, always in the kitchen. I've seen on your socials a few videos of uh, Mocha helping you cook. So uh, do your cats <laughs> enjoy being around you in the kitchen? Um, yeah, so Mochi, there's like a video of him as well when he was a kitten and he's watching me slapping dough and his eyes are following it. But then, he got, then he's looking outside distracted by something else. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, they, I mean, Inky especially, because I mentioned before how he loves like anything associated with cream and he'll want to get kind of under your feet. So he'll enjoy that. Although getting Mochi to do that baking video, that because I did that with um, a friend came round and we, we 
twisted bake and tried to make it look like much he was doing it. it was so hard to do and he's constantly if you watch it he's constantly licking his lips through the whole video that's because we'll just get constantly giving him treats and he's just like he knows he, he actually knows when he's on video like if i was like me talking to you guys now on video if much was here he would leave because he knows <laughs> You know, it's my, my voice has changed, I guess. And yeah. I don't normally sound like that. And he's like, I don't, I'm not, not getting involved. <laughs> he's like, no, you can't afford me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously you've always got a cookbook called Bake Me a Cat, which I just think is an amazing concept, by the way. I, I, and if there's ever any doubt of how much you love cats, I mean, the fact you've, you know, centered an entire cookbook around this is just <laughs> unbelievable. So what made you want to do that? Um, it's. I always say it's like a idea that's always been in my head but it's only recently that I've kind of got more confident and I'm like do you know what I'm just gonna do what I really want to do which is a book that's all the bakes are themed around cats so they look like cats or cat paws and things like that and um I googled the idea and there was nothing out there there's books for um making treats for cats to eat um but not that idea so I was like this is great because people love the internet cats and the internet that was my thinking this has got to this has got to happen and it was just so fun brainstorming different ways of creating cats and just also um I'm really interested in mental health as well and there's something about cats that I feel like I always learn from them I like I love that they're just like I'm a cat I know who I am I'm assured I deserve only the best and I think we can all learn from that a bit <laughs> do you know what that's interesting as well that uh, you know that in in a way i suppose that you know you kind of taking the plunge to want to do that and you know follow up on something that you're really passionate about an idea that you had was kind of influenced by the nature of a cat i suppose going yeah. well you know cats are so self-assured and they, they know who they are and all that kind of thing so that's really cool that actually the concept in some ways you could say has been sort of shaped by okay. The personality of cats. Yeah, they implanted the idea in my brain. <laughs> yeah. That's how intelligent they are. I've Look. had people say it's kind of like, is it like, um, you know, the film Ratatouille with like, yeah. the rat in the hat? That's like Inky and Lochi driving the, everything. My brain isn't even my brain, it says. <laughs> just I love your book. It's amazing. My yeah. favourite one is the Cat Beach Paradise Cake. It's like oh, my yeah. day of heaven. <laughs> well, there's an actual beach, though, that's a uh, cat. Cat Beach Paradise, and I'd love to go there. That sounds so good. Adam, (laughs) next holiday. Oh, absolutely, yeah, of course. I'm going to be Googling that, definitely. Um, So um, one final thing, uh, Kim Joy, here is that, you know, you yourself have been um, really great at helping fundraise for Catch Protection. What made you want to get involved? Um, Because I love cats, really. (laughs) And I'm like, cats are great. So that's, that's mostly it. And I feel like my cats bring me so much joy um they're rescue cats and um i like leeds cat rescue where we got them from i know that this you know and cats protection also do so much great work so yeah just cats are great let's let's help cats i always think no 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 it's true but i think that once you get a cat as well you become super aware of every other cat so like if i'm out and about and i see any cats suddenly i'm like that cat might need help. I'm here. I'm going to help. And I'm like, just leave. It's just doing its thing. It's fine. It's not lost. I'm like, what if it's lost? What if the owner doesn't know it's out? Is it meant to be there? I can help. I'm just like, no, Adam, calm down. It's just the cat doing its thing. It's fine. But yeah, I think, you know, having having, just getting your own cat just makes you, you know, super aware of of other cats and you just wish you could help them all, I suppose, and and adopt them all. That's that's what I'd love to do. 
Oh, oh, and me too. I keep saying to Nabil, can we have more? And he's like, no. But he has got a point because Inky and Mochi, uh, the, the, their personalities, I don't think they'd like another cat. Yeah, in the mix. yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to yeah. have. I'd love to have like. Oh, I just love my house to be completely overtaken with cats. That'd be the dream. How many cats would be the optimum number for you? Um, well, the more the merrier. If we had a house that was big enough, yeah, I'd just as many as it would be. You know, doable, I suppose. But yeah, I think I'd, I'd love to. I think I'd love to have like four. But I'd need a massive house for that, and I've I've got one at the moment. So yeah, I've, I've just that's that's all I can really have. But yeah, you could turn your whole house with all the climbing frames and like little hidey places. I'd love to put like a little cat door in a door so that they can go through the door yeah, when yeah. it's close for us. Yeah, basically, uh, I, person, yeah. I, I watched a video of somebody who themed their whole house around their loads of cats. It was amazing. You've probably seen it at some point. I would love that. Uh, I'd just basically like to have, a, you know, a, a cat's world, but I just live in it. That'd be ideal for me. Um, so, Kim Joe, we're going to, uh, you're going to stay with us. We're going to move on to our next section on Cats Got Your Tongue. We're going to be going through cat dilemmas and cat stories as we get your cat's tales. So now on Cats Got Your Tongue, it's time for your cat's tales. This is where we get to hear from you with your dilemmas and your stories and your cat-related questions. Don't forget, if you've got anything you want to ask or tell us about uh, with regards to your cat, you can get in touch, pod at cats.org.uk. Uh, Kim Joy, have you got like a little question or a little story or something that you've always wanted to know about cats that maybe, you know, Nikki can, uh, can help shed yeah. some light on? I think as we were talking earlier, I had loads of questions pop up in my head. Um, and then I thought I remembered I could ask later, but now I can't remember. What was I thinking of? So many things. I mean, I'm constantly Googling everything about cats and trying to figure out. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So I said before how um, when I'm chatting to the builders, like because we're doing a renovation, there's a lot of change at the moment. But luckily, our cats are quite, they quite enjoy that. They like the adventure. But whenever I go upstairs and I'm chatting to like a builder or somebody new, Inky will come up and he will meow. So that like his meowing's also got louder recently. And he's like, it's like he's, we call him like, it's like he's screaming. He's, got, he's like really high pitched and he's quite, he's always been chatty. But it's like he's got louder. It's like he's saying, stop talking, stop talking. Listen, look at me. And he wants the attention. But I don't know what what's going on there. Like, is there, so my two questions, I suppose, is, um, yeah, I suppose there's multiple reasons why a cat might get louder and maybe it's just his, how he's dealing with stuff or, and also, um, yeah, why does he kind of react when I'm talking to somebody else? Is it that he wants attention? I don't know. <laughs> so I think yeah, with, with regards to getting louder, particularly if it's just directed towards you, it does sound like he's just asking for more attention, which sort of ties in with your second question, really. So it just sounds like he's asking for more attention. I mean, it sounds yeah. really good that they're both coping brilliantly with the renovations because most cats really don't cope. But I think it's testament to their, you know, good kitten socialization that they've had. They're so confident, robust, and like, you know, curious, adventurous. Uh-huh. It makes a really big difference. So yeah, oh. I'd, I'd really, to be fair, they're doing great. They just need a bit more fuss and attention because that's what they're asking for. I'm sure that once <laughs> the renovations and the excitement of the builders going disappears, then hopefully yeah. things will just settle back into like a, a rhythm. Ah, I think my cat Mochi was just meowing as you were talking. I'm trying to... <laughs> come up. Which is which is quite ironic, really, considering the questions that ju- that just been asked. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, it's, I'm perfectly on cue. Uh, that's another question I've got. Mochi, because he's just come in from the rain, and he kind of likes whenever he's wet from the rain. 
or he's just done a poo. He really wants to cuddle. It's like, and and when he's wet from the rain, he really enjoys being dried off and he'll sit on you all wet from the rain. Um, what are the reasons for that? So again, I think this is quite like niche in terms of having the, the like in the towel drain, but my cat likes it as well. And I, again, I think it's probably down to good socialization. I mean, I've socialized my cat myself, um, <laughs> but yeah. And he has like a really particular loud meow to be like, I'm wet and you need to towel dry me off, which is really irritating. It's 3 a.m., but it's the same meow. Mm. Um, whereas most cats I think really wouldn't like it. So I think it's like a combination of being well socialized and then good communication between between you and him and you build up that communication repertoire of like this means this so uh, I mean basically you're winning at life with cats yeah how, yeah, how brilliant is that it. though like the, the cat just comes in and it just shouts if to say I need towel drying now please <laughs> come and towel yeah, dry me it's 3am but get the towel I need to be dried please it's funny because that's what he's trying to do now. But because I'm talking and he can tell and talk, he's, he's walked away and gone to the food. He's fuming. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you're busy right now. We'll come yeah. back to that one. I actually have to keep a towel by my bed so that I'm ready. Oh. I can find a towel easily for when he comes in, asking oh. to be towel dried. It's a, pump, oh, it's a pampered life, isn't it, eh? That's it another question because I know you said you're training your cats with clicker training, um, which is, I, I've done that. We've been much. We were taught them how to high five on their kittens, and now they're just whenever they want it, they're like this. <laughs> like if you give them like one treat, then for the next treat, they know what to do, and they're just constantly doing it. Um, but I'd love to teach them a bit more now that they're older. I don't know what you, um, what some good tricks um, would be to lead on from the high five. Like what else would be good? So I mean, from the high five, you can do like a low five. You could even do like pointing where they sort of look like they're touching stuff um and then also they can sort of touch other things so you could even do like I mean if you, it depends you don't want to teach them something that will get annoying but they could learn to turn light switches on and off but oh, again, <laughs> I know a cat that actually self-taught themselves that and the owners were like how are the lights keep coming on and off and they eventually found out it was the cat and they're actually having to jump off onto the washing basket to then do it but there's all sorts. The, the main thing I'd say is check out the books by Karen Pryor on clicker training. Karen Pryor. Yeah, Karen Pryor. That tells you everything you need to know about clicker training. Perfect. I will get those. And also, oh yeah, I mean, I'll get the books for definite, but I haven't actually used the proper clicker. So since they were kittens, I just go, because I saw yeah. somebody do that. Does that. Is that okay to keep doing? Yeah, no, keep doing that. That's absolutely fine. Because to be perfectly honest, I use the click with my with my mouth as well, because it's, yeah. it's readily available. It's easy. I've also taught my like very young daughter how to click with her mouth as well and she's been doing that since she was about maybe one and a half that she could just click and so yeah I'm teaching her to click a train the cat I thought I'd say you click a train your daughter then (laughs) (laughs) well you know what that's a lot easier (laughs) but the principles of learning apply to people as well including (laughs) children so yeah (laughs) Uh, right we've got a uh, another cat's tail this one comes in from Scarlet Growing up, we had a blue point Siamese. And me and my sister were lounging in the living room. We had a screen door that went out onto the patio. And our little Siamese, Myrtle, went running towards the screen door, thinking it was an open door, and bounced three feet right back. It was hilarious. For us, Myrtle, you know, stalked away like nothing had happened and 
and she pretended to not notice that my sister and I were um, laughing hysterically. So I think what Scarlett's trying to get out there is asking about embarrassment because we've all seen our cats do something completely nonsensical, something a little bit daft. So do they feel embarrassment, do you know, Nikki? So I think currently, or certainly historically, we think the cats don't feel embarrassment. And certainly the situations you're mentioning, they do things like the quick lick and it's a displacement behaviour. So it's that conflict of like, oh, this has not worked out how I thought. And they're trying to give themselves like thinking time about what to do next rather than true embarrassment. That said, I know that there's a lot of research going into cats, yay, um, at the moment in emotions. So I'd happily put my hand up if someone comes out and says, actually, we can prove embarrassment in cats in the near future. So I feel like we're in this pivotal moment where someone could start proving it. So we'll see. But for, like I say, for the time being, it's certainly a displacement behaviour and it's that kind of, oh, I need to think about what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't know if sometimes I just apply like, like too much like in my own mind. I sometimes think that my cat does get embarrassment, like because like if she does something like daft, like the other the other week, like she tried to jump up on the sofa and she got a foot in wrong and she kind of like stumbled and then fell back onto the floor. And I looked and her little face looked up for me and I was like, oh, did you get it wrong? And she was like looking and then she just like sort of like you know wandered off into the conservatory and she's under the table for a bit and I was like oh she's got it she got it wrong like <laughs> I probably I, it's probably completely in my own mind but I don't know it I it just felt like she was feeling a little bit like silly afterwards I think at the very least they would definitely feel like frustrated that what they planned to do hasn't worked out yeah. for sure and like you say it's, it's not how she thought it would go but whether they feel embarrassed in the presence of someone else I think, yeah, it's something like, okay, we're going to have to wait to see what science says yeah. about it. That's interesting that it's like an ongoing, you know, yeah. sort of bit of research. So, yeah, like I well, say... it's the beauty of cats and stuff. That you, you, no one can know everything about them yeah. and it's always new information coming out for us to learn new things. We've got a uh, another cat's tale. This one comes from Emma and she asks, is it normal for my cat to do Zoomies, particularly after they've just pooped? Now, I know what Emma's saying here because my cat does this, her litter trays... She'll, you know, she'll sprint after using it and then go into another room and start shouting sometimes. Um, and she's then just completely active. So is that, is it, is it normal? I've never really, I've, again, like Emma, I've never really wanted to ask that because I was a bit like, what is she doing after using the litter tray? Is this, this my cat strange or what? Is it normal behaviour that, Nikki? But this is the beauty of Cat's Got Your Tongue because there's no question that you can't ask. Um, and the the great thing is that, yes, it is normal. Um, loads of people listening will be like, oh, yeah, my cat does that too. Um, and it's, yeah, it's normal, it's healthy, that's fine. I think, I don't know whether it's the, just the relief of having a poo and maybe being a little bit lighter, but um, for a lot of cats, they do end up with zoomies afterwards. Yeah, I, I actually, um, well, again, when you're a cat owner, and Kim Joy, you, might, you, you said you like Googling things, you do find yourself Googling some really strange things about your cat. And I actually, at one point, because I was slightly worried that, was she kind of why, why was she running about after using the litter tray and why was she shouting and stuff and I read this thing apparently it's like someone described it on, uh, online as being pooforia so it's kind of like <laughs> it's cat, a great word yeah I know I was like what? yeah so apparently the cat was just like my cat was just like buzzing and just like really happy about it and it was like wanting people to know like I've just done something like how amazing am I so it's like almost like adrenalized after using the litter tray I don't know if that's maybe something that might come into play there as well i'm not too sure i mean again there is a lot of false info out there as well but i was just googling and that came up I, yeah. I've, I've read the same as yeah. well well that kind of makes sense yeah um, i think so 
And also, I think that some children are like that, and, and they're very much keen to be like, "Look what I've just done." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do think um, I do think there's definitely it's normal, and, and it happens to lots of cats. The only time that owners should be concerned if, if the cat was really straining to have, you know, to pass a poo and having real difficulty, if they were crying during that moment, so not after the crying during, um, and also if the poo is particularly dry or wet, you know. It, Either raw, either extreme, you, you need to take them to the vets to make sure you roll out medical reasons. Um, but zoomies in general, if, you know, away from literary activities um, is really normal. They burn off activity, uh, burn off excess energy. And um, it's known as locomotor play in like research and stuff. And it's sort of like a self play, burning off energy. Um, they can practice like some of the sort of flips and things like that as well. So it's keeping their bodies nice and toned, if you like. And then they just, you know, it only takes five minutes sometimes and then they're like, oh, and then crash out and have a bit of a sleep. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, like you said, kids kind of do the same and cats do the same. And I feel like we must all do, we all must all feel a bit elated as, as adults as well, but we just suppress it more, I guess. Or you just kind of, you know, have to act normal. But actually you do feel really good. You're like, I feel lighter, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think you're totally right that adults do suppress a lot of things. And that actually if you look at childlike behaviour, that's probably like our, our natural state, if you like. And then like with, you know, stuff that being an adult, you know, <laughs> in the day-to-day -day stuff, you just kind of lose sometimes some of that joy, I guess. Yeah, okay. I, I I I love it when when they have zoomies. It just it just makes me laugh so much because <laughs> I just like you can be sat there watching TV and then like you say one minute the cat's chilled, next thing you know you hear it and I'm like oh here she goes, just let her have a little moment now. And it, again, it's just something really joyful about seeing them kind of having that little moment to themselves. I think and and yeah, I just I just absolutely love it. What are your cats like with uh, with zoomies, Kim Joy? Um yeah pretty similar like they'll want a burst of they'll have a burst of energy more i don't actually think mochi really has zoomies mm. um but inky definitely has moments where he just seems like yeah just is like you're you're so like like manic and all over the place <laughs> um but i don't know if it's because mochi really i mean they both love going outside so i wonder if he has a zoomies outside mm. maybe yeah, did, yeah does that, is that a thing, Nikki? Would or is it just an indoor like behaviour that? No, I think they do it outside as well. Mm. I think we're probably more likely to see it indoors because we're indoors, and also because if it's like raining outside or bad weather, and then that's preventing them from going out and using up excess energy, you know, climbing trees and stuff. That's mm. why again we're more likely to see zoomies on a rainy day. But my favourite bit is looking at their facial expressions oh. during it because don't they look hilarious? Yeah. And I reckon my task to everybody here listening would be. Um, record it in slow-mo and then play it back for a good laugh <laughs> yeah i love it i love zoomies uh so our final cat's tale comes from rory the vet uh, british veterinary surgeon writer and television personality rory cowlan let's see what rory has got to say you know what i love is hearing cats that have got uh, human names yeah and you know like cats called steve yeah. you'd imagine that's how you'd talk to steve he's yeah, like exactly. all right pal how you doing yeah, yeah. So that's where we're talking about, you know, names for cats. Um, like, do cats understand the names and are they okay with being called, like, you know, Barry or Dave or something? Are they, are they like, I, I don't know. I just kind of find it quite strange. Like, some names for cats, I'm like, the cat can't be loving that. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, the cat must be fuming that you've named it that. Uh, but they do understand the names. Is that right, Nikki? So they understand the tone of voice and they can recognise that against others. So certainly when I used to have two cats... 
they each recognize their own individual voice and um, names and would respond only to their name and not the other cat's name um but they don't understand what we've called them so they don't speak english or any other language they can learn if you speak to them in another language they can pick that up over time but they don't understand what we're calling them but i still do love that uh, there's like a greeting card where um it's like saying the missing cat post and it says the cat's called cupcake and there's another cat saying i thought your name was thor <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but um like you know i i saw a list the other day of like you know top 10 uh, names for female cats and uh, and Ruby was on there, so I was like, yes. oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's good. It's a solid name for a cat, though. I think, isn't it's it? Really, a solid name for a cat. It, it really it's a great is. Name. Um, so yeah, I think um, Kim Jo, when it comes to names for your cats, what? How did you come up with the names? Were, were they already given, or did you have to um, rename them? Or so they were actually originally called. Uh, they were named after detectives, so they were called. They probably had cooler names, and then they changed them to like really uncool names. They were called Mycroft and oh, I've forgotten now. Um, but they're both detective names, and um, I think for me, um, I really. So I love cats with just like normal names, but then I thought. I also, I don't know if I was slightly thinking, I want something to say that when I say it, my voice will have to be high pitched. And yeah. I think it's, that's what I thought. Anything ending in E, like Inky, you can say it like that. Whereas yeah. saying Frank, Frank, I mean, you can actually, Frank, it does work actually. <laughs> but um, I just thought, oh, they both end in E. And I think M Mochi came from a film I watched called Big Hero 6, and there's a cat called Mochi in there. Yeah. Um, and because he was all, he's always been slightly bigger as a, as a kitten so I was like here's Mochu and Inky's probably a common name for a black cat um but I just just thought it was cool and I like saying it thank you uh, Kim Joy uh final question uh to round things off on Cats Got Your Tongue what is the best thing about having a cat oh it's so hard to pick one singular best thing um let me think I mean there's so many amazing things it's just the joy that they bring you and having somebody, some someone else just living with you, just chill. I just love how they're just, I think, you know, I said before about, I feel like I learn from them and because they're always in the moment as well. And I feel like I'm often thinking about the past or the future. And sometimes it just helps look at my cat. And it, they'll also remind you, I'm saying multiple positive points, <laughs> but they remind you like, this is when I eat and stuff. And it's sort of timestamps in the day, um, which I think is really great. And just somebody to chat to. Brilliant. That's just about it for this week on Cats Got Your Tongue in association with Cats Protection. Uh, thank you very much to Kim Jai Hewlett. Thanks for coming on the show. We've loved thank having you. Thank you for having me. Um, and thanks as always to Nikki. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends with cats and people you know who love cats all about us. Share the podcast, give us a review. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch to share your own cat's tales or you want to tell us or ask us any questions relating to cats in general, pod at cats.org.uk. We'll see you next time on Cats Got Your Tongue.